Welcome. This is the Word to Wisdom with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and welcome to the program today. We're glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. I'd really like to get straight into the Word today because I think that this message today, the things that are on my heart, are really going to be an encouragement to you, especially considering what is going on in the world. We see war, we see political upheaval, we see innocent people running for their lives in the face of war. We see all sorts of things that are disturbing, but there's other things going on that are good as well. And I want you to see from God's perspective, even though we do see a lot of evil going on. But What's in my heart to talk about today is that this is not a time to be afraid. This is not a time to be in fear. And I think we'll title this something like that. It's not time to fear or something like that. But I want to address those of you who do actually feel afraid of what's going on. You're either afraid of what may come your way. Uh, You may be afraid of the economy. You may be afraid of war. You may be afraid of the cost of living, gas prices, or any number of different things. The the vaccine thing, all of it. What's happening with our kids in school, just all of it. And the news is predominantly showing you what's wrong. And they're rarely accurate about the things they report anyway. So you really can't take it for face value. So you don't know what's going on. And people get afraid. And you see it. So I want to address that today, and I want you to get a Bible or get your Bible app, and I want you to look in Isaiah, and I want you to go to chapter 41 and verse 8. I want you to see something, and I've brought this up before. There are leaders out there, or leaders of groups, um, major groups, small groups, evangelistic groups, any kind of group out there that's just speaking the gospel, speaking the truth, getting out there, standing up one way or another, in the gospel and in for, for the rights that they may have in this nation or other nations. There's been truck convoys going on. There's all sorts of things going on. And you see a lot of brave people standing up. But you yourself don't feel that brave. And I've talked about this a little bit before. I was encouraging those leaders not to point a harsh finger or accusation against those of their own people who just aren't standing in the same bravery as they are. And I've heard some leaders say things to their own people that I'm sure discourage them from walking in some sort of bravery and without fear. In fact, it probably condemns them and pushes them even further into a state of fear or condemnation. God doesn't work with condemnation. Neither should those of you who are leaders. Even if what you're saying is right, you cannot point the finger at your own people and tell them that sideline Christianity is a thing of the past. You are done. Out. You can't say that to your own people. They're your sheep. They're your people. It would be better to do what the Lord did with you and brought you in close to him because of love. We're going to talk about this a little bit today. The condemnation and it's just not going to work to get people to stand up with confidence and bravery in the Lord. This can only happen through love. But I want to show you something that the Lord says 
that goes along with what I'm saying here to maybe shift how those of you who feel who are afraid and those of you who are leaders who are really frustrated with your own people. I want you to see something here. So again, Isaiah 41, verse 8, and I think we're going to go through verse 16 or so. And this is the father talking. And he's talking to Israel. And he says, But as for you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, my chosen one, descendant from Abraham, my friend, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, You are my servant, for I have chosen you, and I will not throw you away. Why did the Lord say, I will not throw you away? Because these people were standing so confident or because they were concerned about it? It's because they were concerned about it. They felt condemned. And the Lord is saying, I've called you back from all over the earth. And I'm saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. But look at this in verse 13. And this is where I want you to start seeing something. For I hold you by your right hand. He was telling them, I'm going to defend you. Your enemy is going to disappear. For I will hold you, verse 13, for I will hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. And now here's the centerpiece of what I want to show you. Look at verse 14. Leaders, look at verse 14. And those of you who are afraid, look at verse 14. God is talking to his own people, Israel and Jacob, which is one and the same. And he's saying, though you are a lowly worm, O Jacob, don't be afraid, people of Israel, for I will help you. I am the Lord, your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. So God just called these people a worm. Pretty much how some of you are feeling right now, maybe. Like a worm. Like a nothing. What can a worm do? Pretty much nothing in the face of danger. And God just said, though you are a lowly worm. Other translations say, uh, the King James says, Fear not, thou worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you. In fact, almost every translation says, fear not, you worm, Jacob. Feel familiar? And I want you to see this because God is saying, though you are a lowly worm, O Jacob, don't be afraid, for I will help you. I am the Lord, your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. And now I really want you to see this verse, 15. This is your promise, you worm. <laughs> I've been there many times, felt like just a nothing before God. Like, what can I do? I'm not that brave like I see some of these other people. I, I have felt that way a thousand times through my life. And other times I was bold and valiant like I couldn't have imagined. I think back on the times when I just did something in, in such boldness, I couldn't believe it looking back on it. So even though you may feel like a worm and hear God's saying, yep, yeah, you're a worm. Look at verse 15, though. You will be a new threshing instrument with many sharp teeth. You will tear your enemies apart and make chaff of mountains. You will toss them into the air and the wind will blow them all away. A whirlwind will scatter them. Then you will rejoice in the Lord. You will glory in the Holy One of Israel. Let me read that in the New King James. Behold, 
I will make you, and this is very important. The Lord is saying, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Isn't that something? You worm Jacob, I'm going to make you into a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You will winnow them or fan them and the wind shall carry them away and the whirlwind shall scatter them and you shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. And by the way, brothers and sisters, if you're making too literal of a picture in your mind about this, that we're going after people, we are not. This is a spiritual war first. What God does with those evil people who join in with the agenda of the enemy, Satan, they're going to have to face God at some point or another. They don't just get to walk away. Not in this case, unless they turn to him and repent. But if they're going to shake their fists in God's face and try to destroy nations, they're going to deal with God. And you can rest assured of that. But the war is spiritual first. So the Lord is saying, fear not, you worm Jacob. All the people of Israel, they just felt like nothing. No power, no strength. Saying, I will help you, says the Lord. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's verse 14 that we were looking at just a minute ago. And then he goes on to say, Behold, look, he's saying, I will make you into a new threshing instrument with sharp teeth. What he's saying there is he's going to give you the word, the word of God. The word is a sword. It's a weapon. You have the shield of faith. You have a helmet of salvation. You have a breastplate of righteousness. The strength you put on is Jesus. And even though you in and of yourself may feel that you lack any bravery, that you're just a worm, you're a nothing. Here God is saying to his people, just after calling them a worm, he's saying, I'm going to help you. I know what's going on around you. I know what the enemy is doing. I know what these people are doing. And I am going to expose them and I'm going to take them off their perches. And I will show you what they were doing and I will restore any country that wants to be restored. And here, those of you who feel afraid, you feel useless, but you're not. That bravery comes from a love, a love of God and a love of truth. And when that truth, the truth of God is in you and it starts to grow, you know what? You really can't help but say it anyway. And all of a sudden, you're the one who's standing up giving a word. And you're no longer the worm you thought you were. Because God made you into a new <laughs> threshing instrument or sledge with sharp teeth. Wow, what a picture that is. And after he says that, he says, you're going to thresh these mountains and beat them small. These mountains that stand in your way. Well, how is that? How, how will I do that, Lord? With his word. You will declare his word. But you need his word in you. You can speak his promises. Our prayer isn't only Lord help. The Lord's saying, I've given you my word. I'm making you into a new threshing instrument. You will thresh these mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You'll fan them and the wind will blow them away. And you'll rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. This is who you are. And this is why I encourage leaders to stop talking negatively to their own people and show them this. 
what I'm showing you today. Show this to your people who are not as brave as you are right now. And I'm pretty sure at some point you weren't that brave either. A leader will nurture and bring their people along, even the weakest of them. Don't push them to the sidelines. And don't put them in the front lines until they're ready. But help them get there. I'm very firm about this. This bothers me. All of a sudden, some people are brave. And because everybody else around them is not so brave, they feel this sense of self-righteousness. God gave you that bravery. Give credit where credit is due and help those who are weaker around you to do the same thing. Encourage them. Most people feel afraid right now. And those who are standing bold, they feel afraid too sometimes. But they have the word in them and it's burning in them and it's just coming out. And they're tearing down mountains and they're beating them small. I did some study on this where the Lord says, I'm going to make you into a new threshing sledge or instrument. Some of the Hebrew that was in there talked about an instrument that would grind or pulverize things into powder. And it, and it's, and it clarifies and says finer powder than if it was pulverized. <laughs> in other words, this is why the Lord said you will beat those mountains small and the wind will carry it away. It'll be like ash or something just so small or sand and it'll just blow it away. And you'll look around for it and you won't even see it again. So those of you who are afraid, this is your promise. Isaiah 41, 8 through 16, it's a promise for you. It's a picture for you. And I'll go back to the beginning again. And I, again, I was reading in the New Living Translation. But as for you, Israel and Jacob, my chosen one, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you are my servant. The Lord is saying, you are for I've chosen you. I've not thrown you away and will not throw you away is what it's saying. And move forward to verse 14, where he says, though you are a lowly worm, Jacob and, and the people of Israel, he's saying, don't be afraid because I am going to help you. I am the Lord, your redeemer. I'm the holy one of Israel. People are used to trusting God for small things. Brothers and sisters, right now, it's a lot of big things. And not many of them are particularly clear. We don't really know in full what's going on. And we're praying for innocent people in the middle of war who are running for their lives. And who knows fully what's in the mind of those who declared the war, or started it, or whatever the case may be. But this is a mountain that needs to be taken down. Speak against this war in your prayer life. Call it to cease. Speak protection over the innocent people. Lord, I declare peace and protection over those who are innocent, who want nothing to do with this. Lord, I declare exposure of evil and bringing forth the truth. I speak it. That's an example of you being a threshing instrument, breaking down mountains. People don't see it this way. You have the word and you will be reading something someday and you will see it'll make sense to you and you will pray that thing. Because it's truth. When this sickness comes around, you can speak against it. God's not bringing it around. He died so that you wouldn't have to be sick. He died so you wouldn't have to be destitute and poor. He died so that you could live a life of righteousness and be considered a son, a righteous son and daughter. Speak it. 
Because though you may feel like a worm, the Lord is saying, I have chosen you. You are my servant and I will not throw you away. And though you seem to be like a worm, Jacob and Israel, I'm going to make you into a new threshing instrument having teeth. In other words, brothers and sisters, I'm going to give you the word, the word of my power. The scripture says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Holy Spirit is power in you. God's word is power in you. I'm going to bring this to an end now, but brothers and sisters, especially those of you who feel like you are just a nothing, that you're not contributing enough, spend time with the Lord knowing that he is not going to throw you away, no matter what anybody else may have said to you. He wants you to know that he is on your side and he will help you in these trying times. And you will find yourself standing up where you never thought you could. You will. No matter how small or insignificant you think you are. You may save one person's life. You may save 10 people's life by saying something, doing something, being somewhere at the right time, helping somebody. You don't know. But if you're equipped with God's word in your heart, then you will be equipped to do the things that God has called you to do, to be just like Jesus. That's what he wants. And I feel moved to to bring this to a close right here. Brothers and sisters, those of you who feel useless, you are not useless. You're a child of the living king. Start to look at that. You are a son and a daughter of the living God. He will make you. He will create inside of you all that needs to be there. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid, not even in the days in which we live. No, I hope that this beautiful picture that was painted in Isaiah 41, I love this, that the Lord came to his people and said, I've chosen you. I've brought you back. I'm, I'm bringing you into my arms. You're in my hands. Many times, right in this very verse, he's saying, don't be discouraged, don't be afraid. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Study this, brothers and sisters. Just look at it and just get somewhere quiet. Turn off the TV and social media and everything else. And take that condemning voice in your head and throw it out in the garbage. And read this, because this is truth. This alone will move you into a different position of confidence in the Lord and a better knowing of who you are in Christ. This is so good. I hope this has encouraged you today. So brothers and sisters, be encouraged. Study this verse. Thank you for joining us today. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode.